On this episode, we are finally back. The Argos are back into the win column. And AJ opens up a can of whoop-ass for real. Crack those cold ones. It's the Argos FanCast. You can find us at Argos FanCast or anywhere you can find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos FanCast or go directly to Spotify. They power us. We're powered by Spotify for podcasters. Type in Argos FanCast. You'll find us right there. I'm Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of Clay. Will is on the one-game injured list, so he's not joining us as always, but you can uh, follow him at uh, ArgoFans and uh, go to ArgoFans.com and uh, join some like-minded double blue people and talk about Argo things. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side, and Protector of the Realm. How's it going, everyone? I know we've been... We've been kind of... It's just been bad luck for us. Sorry for being... Sorry for being away for so long. You can find me on... Twitter X or X Twitter or whatever the hell it's called now. You can also find me on threads too, even though I don't post there that much at Doug B519. You can find the double blue order usually in a set of handcuffs right near people's security or uh, or on Facebook, on X Twitter or Twitter X, on Instagram. You can also you can also find our find we also have a bunch of merch out that's at our it's at our merch store at double blue order ca. Well, we've got uh, a few games to go through um we got a hell of a lot we got a hell of a lot to do because we've just had some bad luck this year yeah yeah we had some technical issues uh drinks with will was a huge success in uh, in halifax mm. um yeah, that was fantastic yeah. he, he he's he's a bit more of a gamer i think he's a he surprised the hell out of both of us because well, we both know they don't. Well, he doesn't drink that much with us, but that friggin' friggin' Halifax, holy crap! But man, just based on the <laughs> pictures alone, secret Pro Bowler, what the hell? <laughs> Dude was a gamer, man. Mm. Don't sleep on Will. Will knows how to party. Mm-hmm. He may his 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 exterior normally may not say party animal, but the dude went hard. It definitely doesn't say party animal on the outside, <laughs> but he, he needs to get that on the back of his jersey. Party <laughs> animal. Then he turns around. That's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and the football game was pretty good too. The Argos won that handily. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, after. <sighs> Let's see what they did here. Got to go back a little bit here. Yeah, we got to go back a couple of games actually. <laughs> yeah. So we we uh, yeah we beat Saskatchewan thirty-one thirteen. Um, I, th- honestly, I think it's, I think I think it's the I think uh, I thought we did Halifax already. I thought thought we already talked about Halifax. We would need to talk about Ottawa or not Ottawa. Was it Ottawa? No. Well, there's Calgary. If we, you know. All right, that's how it's, long it's been. A, we, this, yeah. yeah, exactly. This has been an awful long. Yeah, yeah, because we had yeah because we um, lost to Calgary. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. 
No. And then and we Ottawa. Yeah, and then we had the sh- and then we had a BMO shootout. Kind of kind of put the fear into us a little bit in the fir- in the first quarter, but thankfully they came back and showed them who's boss. And uh holy crap, did Chad Kelly ever show up? Woohoo, did he ever? <laughs> 21 of 28. 417 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Um, he also added 17 yards on the ground. Um, apparently, Boris Beattie had a 15-yard pass. Yeah, yeah, that was that was completed. So we're gonna call him. We can't. Well, do we still? We can still. Yeah, we're still gonna call him Boris the Boot. But like, do we have to throw it arm and boot in it now? No. Hmm. No, nah, it's only when he completes a second pass, then 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 he can have dual nicknames. Yeah, but I mean, you take a but but moving on the receiving core. Oh my God, Tavares Daniels. Yeah, that's the reason why we got him. Yeah, six targets, six receptions, hundred and eighty yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, average of average of thirty per catch, and and on top of that, seventy seventy one yeah seventy one yards after catch. Holy crap! Yeah, Cam Phillips, same thing. Over he was over a hundred yards too. One hundred and fifteen yards on five receptions. Unger four for sixty two. Brissett caught both passes his way for twenty eight. Um, what else we got? Curly Gittens Jr. had three for twenty, but he had a lot of those uh, those underneath pitch pitch ones uh aj willette had uh one for 12 yards and a touchdown yeah they just they they went to mcmanus had eight tackles yeah and he yeah yeah, went yeah he was he was all over the field that game and then let's see robertson robertson daniel two two sacks Darius pickett had a sack flo had a sack and deontay knight had a sack too (laughs) <laughs> like, like they, they were not, they, I figured that they weren't going to be a happy bunch after Calgary. And I was, wasn't surprised <laughs> because. No, when you, well, when you come out that flat in a game and then you, and you come back and you know what your team is made of when you, when you just come out and just kill it yeah another thing that pissed me off was was friggin uh jaylon acklin i hate that guy i ha- i hate him so much and i just and i just hate him because he's he was like luke tasker back in the day he was like luke tasker a few years ago he's an argo killer he always shows up against the argos the prick doesn't show up against anybody else no not not when we pick him in fantasy no yeah no, but I was like, I had a, but the, here's the thing. I knew that he was going to step up against the Argos because of his, because of the, the tiger cap brainwashing. So, <laughs> so yeah, he showed up six for seven, 157 yards. Come on. And a touchdown. Come on. And, and we can't forget about, uh, Mr. Javon Leak. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Like he, Wow. He is, he is, <laughs> he, 
honestly, like, I mean, for all the flack that we gave the special teams early in the year, they seem to have figured it out. Yeah. And <laughs> they're a big reason why the Argos are seven and one right now. Huge reason. Huge reason. I mean, I, I mean, here's, here's the thing. Like when, when, like most of our, like most of the teams that we've had, we've been able to score in, in either on offense or on defense, but never both. Right. In this case, we can now score on offense, on defense and on punts and on specials. Yeah. So we can score, so we can score at will at any point in the game. Yeah. That makes that makes us a scary bunch. Yeah, and that and that that mark his third kick return for a touchdown. Yeah. I'm like like and the thing is I think it's because like like over the last several years I've noticed that a lot of times our returners can't break the first contact. Mm-hmm. He's been able to break the first contact and then go. And usually after they break the first contact, he's gone. He's gone and he's in the, and by the time they realize what happened is he's in the end zone celebrating. And I think the one thing that I've noticed with, uh, with Javon there, he's learned to trust his initial instinct. Because I don't know if you remember last year and a little bit at the beginning of this season, when he went to make that that first juke or cut, he tended to make two or three moves, and he got caught. Yeah. But now he's trusting that first move, and it's paying dividends. Mm-hmm. Damn. Exactly. Well, um, you know, we've, we've missed a few weeks here. Let's, let's kind of throw the format aside here. We want to do good, the bad and the ugly, but we got good, the bad and the ugly for the first half of the season. I know I'm springing this on you right now, but this just came into my head right now as well, too. So, you know, it's <laughs> kind of how we roll. So, um, so, 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 okay. So this is spur of the moment kind of stuff. All right, let's go. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. Let's get the ugly out of the way. And this I mean, your, I, this was your idea. You started. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start here. Like, okay, the the special teams in the first three games. Hmm. We we. I th- I don't think we came out publicly and said it, but I think individually, each each one of us and probably many other Argo fans were wondering whether um, Mickey Donovan should have a job. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't I don't think we said that. I don't think we asked that question. I I know I I have thought it. I thought it a lot in the first couple couple of games. Maybe we've discussed it privately, but never openly said it on the show. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure we may not, but like, yeah, I was personally, I was, you know, maybe not on air, but I was at least discussing that openly with with people off off the mic. 
but that's been turned around. <laughs> no kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, and and then you're going to have to, you want more ugly, right? You're going to have to really kind of look at, you know, specific instances, but everything that we've probably touched on is ugly throughout the first half of this year. We've turned it around. Yeah. It's as if they listen to the show or something. Nah, but why would they listen to us? We know nothing. We know in comparison to other people who have podcasts, we know nothing about football. <laughs> we just know what the fans want to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like we we know the pulse that we know the pulse of the fan because we're there. We're not in some hoity-toity box. We're not in a booth. We're not we're not in like behind behind the enemy bench trying to trying to start fights with the with the away support. No, no. We are in the we are in the trenches doing the work. Losing our voices every single game. Losing our voices. Yeah, spending ten dollars, spending ten dollars in streamers a game. <laughs> yeah, streamers, streamers has has been a big expense this year. Yeah, the streamer budget's <laughs> gone through the roof. <laughs> it's gone through the bloody roof. I mean, but that's that's one of those you know you know line items in your budget. So you go, you know what? I'm okay with with exceeding the budget and st- the streamer budget. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this is the kind of game where, or rather, this yeah, I th- I actually think the last I think I actually think the last game we ran out. <laughs> I honestly well, think I think we I think we did run out. <laughs> and and we were well, I don't know I don't know if you know this, but we were all collecting any of the streamers that were still in the stands, and there's you know two little kids that uh, in the row right in front of me, and. I think by the end of the game, they had more streamers than body. <laughs> uh, see, that's that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> All right. So what what would be your ugly for the first half of the season? Ooh. Um, the first half of the season. You know, I think I I honestly think that what you said pretty much echoes what I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it because it's like because this is a bad thing. I'm saying this because it's like a good thing here. So like I'm saying this, it's like, damn it, damn it. You took my idea. No, no, this this one I'm in total agreement with because I honestly can't think of anything else that that was truly like, quote unquote, ugly. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had we've had a couple moments. You know, but nothing that I would say would stand out as something that would make a, you know, mid-year, mid-term review as as an ugly there. So, yeah, I mean, the special teams first three games, but fuck, they fixed that. Yep, they fixed that and they shut they shut us up. Um, (laughs) Okay, well, let's let's go to bad here. And honestly, like, I'm not going to. I mean, we 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 play around with both versions of bad. Um, so we got we got bad think, and bad to the bone. 
think we have to go the Michael Jackson version here. Um, you know, and we mentioned it already, but I'm going to say Javon Leak. That's in bad to the bone. Yeah. Leads the league in punt return yard. Leads the league in punt return average. Leads the league in uh, kick return touchdowns. You know, if the only, the only thing he's the uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else you need to you need to say like six hundred and twelve yards returning the ball off of punts, three touchdowns, and we've we've only played eight games. Yeah, and the special teams couldn't block for shit for the first two games. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> you know, everybody was uh, singing the praises of uh, Mario Alford, former Argonaut. Um, and then Javon Leak just kicked it into another gear and just. Yeah, just. He, it's he, like, he, shit. He's leaving them in their. They're leaving, he's leaving them in his dust. Yeah, he's basically said, well, what about me? And all of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden, there you go. <laughs> and he's found he's found a found a home. Like you know, it's you always have that that one guy in the CFL that's your that's your kick returner. And you know, we went through you know trying this, trying that for you know since basically Chad Owens was the last one that was cemented himself as as the guy mm-hmm. returning. I'm if if he can if Javon Leak continues on this pace this year, I'd say he is the guy returning kicks. If if you don't already have that moniker on his head, mm-hmm. all right. What's your bad? Uh, the only bad that I truly have, and they fixed it admittedly, was that one game against Calgary. Mm-hmm. That's, like, realistically, that's the only, that is a that is a bad that's been fixed. But I do have a bad to the bone as well. All right. Robertson Daniel. A guy who's been snake bit since he got here is now showing. Why? He, like, 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 holy cow. <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he's rewrite. He's kind of putting his own name in the Argo record books right now. Well, I mean, he's, he's got the lead or the, uh, the team record for most tackles in a game. Yep. 16, 16 tackles in a game. Mm-hmm. He's got most interception return yards in a game. He's got that. He's got uh, what else? There's like a there's like one other one that he had. Oh yeah, he, and he was only two yards off the league record for that one, I think. Yeah. So. And it's hard to believe he's only got four interceptions. Yeah. And three of them came off Vernon Adams in one game. 
doesn't but matter. He's been around that ball so much that they, man, I would have sworn he he had more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind we've still got another ten games to go. Yeah. So he could very well get up there with. Well, he's going to get up there with the interception return yards in a season. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to, and he's probably going to get up there with most interceptions in a season. And those, and those records have been, haven't been touched since, well, the last one was, when, was the, the, the most recent one was Reggie Pleasant back in the night, or actually Ed Berry in 92. Beyond that, if you want to get ten interceptions in a season, you're looking at the you're looking at the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Damn. So in a season where we're where we're celebrating our past, we are we are effectively rewriting our <laughs> the future. The hell was that? Jeez. Doug doing his best will impression there. Pulling up history and everything. And then tying it all back around. Damn. See, see, when I when I when I can prepare, I can be damn good at this thing. A lot of times I don't prepare and I and I knew and I knew with Will on the with Will on the shelf I had to step up the game a little bit. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you, you've, I don't know how you prepared for this with uh, with literally 30 seconds notice, um, but somehow you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, we, and we haven't hit the good yet. <laughs> <laughs> Will is here in spirit. <laughs> um, well, 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 with, well, drinks with Will, he was swimming in spirits. <laughs> oh, he's channeling himself through Doug. <laughs> Doug must be drinking. Actually, I'm not. Oh. It's a Monday. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, I could. I, you know what? There was an. Now, if we're gonna pick one good <laughs> out of this, but I think I need to throw another bad to the bone in there. Okay. And the guy that has not disappointed me this season, Darius Pickett. Ah. And it's. Not the fact that he's there laying people out game in and game game out. It's the fact that he's also doing it on all the special teams too. Yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's been doing he's been doing double duty. This was a guy who could literally come into this this, this team and write his own ticket, and he's still playing special teams. I, that that says a lot more about the man than than anything. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know people understand how big of a deal that is, especially for somebody who was one of the prime free agents. You know, you don't normally see that. I still don't and, under, I still don't know not, neither know nor understand why Montreal let him go. But I don't care because he's ours now and he's kicking ass. He's ours. He wanted to come here. This was his first choice. 
God damn it, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Yeah, there's an awful, awful, awful lot of good here. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, we threw out some of those the, the, those bad to the bones so that we can make a little bit of room in the good in the good section here. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I mean, state the obvious right off the bat. Chad Kelly does not look like a rookie. No, or or, or not necessarily a rookie, but somebody who is really starting his first meaningful games. Yeah. The, he's right now. If you look on on the the CFL's Monday Morning Quarterback, they were giving out the the uh, mid season awards, and they're giving him the MOP, and rightfully so. Hmm. Um. You know, I think you can uh, honestly. I think you you can even look at it and go. Okay, yeah, most outstanding player. Yes, he's having a, a really outstanding season, but more and more, I think he is our MVP. I mean, we've got a ton of MVPs in this team, but he is probably the the most important MVP on this on this team because without him, we're just yeah. a defense that is going to decapitate you in in a. But, you know, we're not scoring as many points on offense. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not we're like our offense would be nowhere near as good without Chad. And I mean, yeah, like you start with the man, start with the man under center. What else can you what else can you say? I mean, he's got 13 passing touchdowns. Right. He's got a completion percentage of 70.9%. That's like <laughs> for, for for a season. I believe if I'm not mistaken. Give me. A, yeah, so he is in and around, in and around. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's putting up Ricky Ray levels of of accuracy here. Yeah. And and he's got the best quarterback rating in the league. A full and that's a full six points ahead of Zach Caleros. Yeah. Plus he's plus on top of that he also is tied for the league lead in rushing touchdowns right now. <laughs> like you like when you yeah like outstanding you outstanding you betcha for in toronto's case valuable you goddamn right he is he's he's accounted for firsthand 18 of toronto's touchdowns in eight games yeah i mean that's that that's those numbers are kind of insane. Yeah. And and to think he started off, I mean, everybody say he was doing such a such a great job. 
and yet he was doing a fantastic job early on. But he was playing within the system, and he was taking what the defense gave him until he got to a point where he could start attacking them. And you've seen that in the last few games with him. Mm-hmm. You know, but like in the first couple games, we're looking at, you know, you know, mid-90s NFL passing games. Like, you know, 220 yards, 230 yards, 240 yards, you know. And then, yeah, now he's throwing up 300-yard games, 400-yard games. And we're starting to see that arm. God damn that arm. I'm I mean his accuracy, he's got the he's got the accuracy, he's got the arm. He's got the he's clearly got the legs too. Yeah. It's it, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. All right, where where are you going with your with the good? I know I took the big the big the big prize, the easy, easy eight, easy pickings, but had to be said. For me, it's what it's something that I thought that we all were concerned with from the er, from earlier in the season, and we kind of well, let's put it this way: it's the O line. We were concerned about how they could hopefully keep Chad upright, considering that that like just about the same O line was kind of was allowing more sacks under McLeod Bethel Thompson, but sacks allowed. How many times, like, I think it's like in the single, is it in the single digits? Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's something along those lines. I'm trying to find the. Yeah, like the sack, like the sack ratio, which is, which is given versus taken. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I can't. Because you know. <laughs> I because I've got the stat I got the stats report for through week eleven, and it says and it's got sacks take sacks taken here. You've got Dustin yeah. Crum, Dustin Crum has taken thirty five sacks. Well, not not surprising. Cody Fajardo's taken twenty nine. Not surprising. Their O line Montreal's O line is about as holy as their cheese, the Swiss cheese. Sorry. Then you got Vernon Adams with twenty, Zach Caleros nineteen, Trevor Harris eighteen, Jake Meyer seventeen. Uh, Taylor Cornelius, 15, and Taylor Powell, 12. Chad isn't even on that list. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know. So So if he's not even on that list, it's clearly in the single digits. Yeah. So that so and I know like 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 when it comes to uh, sacks given, like we've given out an awful lot of sacks. We've we've been making sack lunches for days. Yep. Where here? Oh, here we go. Sacks allowed. Sacks allowed. Ten. 
10 yeah. sacks allowed. Yeah, I've, I think uh, Montreal gave up 10 sacks in the first game. Yeah, sure looked like it, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, wow. you got, I mean, yeah, sacks allowed is 10. Sacks made, 29. That's a, that's a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and, okay. Off that, and, and, you know, we got to highlight the, the guys that have been just playing out of their mind, uh, Darius Sirocco, um, Ryan Hunter, who's, you know, the, the CFL saying he's going to be your, uh, he's your mid season number one lineman. Dylan Giffen's been in there. Greg McKellar's been great. Peter Nicastro, you can't forget him. Obviously, you can't forget Peter Nicastro. I mean, the Peter built is just, he's, honestly, like, I was concerned him moving over to guard. Because it's, it's a different animal. But he's not missed a beat. Like, yeah. You know, and then our, and then, yeah, we've we've had our, you know, closeted concerns about the tackles, but you know, it didn't doesn't matter who's been in there; they've all played good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like let's like, yeah, exactly. Like they're like that, like the O line's been. I guess the O line is is keeping Chad upright, and it's clearly showing with the amount of time he's got he has in the pocket. The and the and, and of course you got to credit the receivers for getting open because I mean there have been several I mean against against Ottawa there were several plays where Tavares Daniels was just standing there nobody and like you know you know with a hole in the zone coverage and no one is anywhere near him. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Cam Phillips. He was in the same boat. Yeah. No one was anyone near him either. The only problem with, with Cam Phillips is uh, he needs to be like an inch and a half taller because he's just missed a couple of those passes that have, that have uh, sailed a little bit on Chad Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, and and we saw that in the first in the first what was it the first three throws he took or he yeah. was targeted with yeah yeah you know and he had fingers on it too like it wasn't like he was way out of the and I mean we can you know, we can throw you mentioned our our D our D line that rotation has just been insane the yeah thanks to the uh, X's and Argos for uh for coining the moniker the Toronto sack exchange um that we have you know 
very admittedly stolen from them and are using gratuitously. Um, and we're going to shamelessly use going forward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then some, some surprises. Like going beyond the good, bad, and the ugly. Some surprises in Qantas Stiggers. For a guy that last played in the fan control football league and before that high school, didn't play college ball, and he's coming in and starting half the games and making plays. If it wasn't for Dustin Crum, he'd be my uh, my uh, rookie of the year. I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, and I mean, he still he still may overtake Dustin Dustin Crum, you know, because we're still coming off the the early part of Dustin Crum's success, and he hasn't been super great the last couple games but Quintus Stiggers has stayed stayed the course Mm -hmm. the only knock I'll have on him is he's got to get a little bit better on knowing where his responsibilities lie in his zone coverage but to be quite honest he's still very young he's 21 years old yeah, he's still very young. He will grow. He will grow into that. He will. He will learn that. Absolutely. And in you know, 20, 21 years old, this is when the when they're learning this in college. Mm-hmm. Or university. And he's, at, and he's learning it now at the professional level. So he's already <laughs> he's already ahead of anyone in the NCAA. Yep. Um, and I mean, that was one of the things at the beginning of the season we were concerned about was the the corners. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and we've we've had nothing to worry about with uh, Tavarius McFadden and Quantus Stiggers on one side and Jamal Peters on the other side. Yeah, his return has been key too. Oh yeah, the the true owner of the Hamilton Tiger Cats coming coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got uh, a game coming up on Friday. Yeah, and 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 this one is the much hyped, much ballyhooed, and, and it is the CNE game. Yeah, get your tiny Tom's donuts. They've got Deep. three. Lo- they got three locations this year on the grounds. As long as they have that one just outside of BMO Field, I'm happy. One that's going to take us 30 minutes to get our bloody donuts before we hit the train. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. As long as I get my donuts. <laughs> yeah, give me, yeah, give, me, give me my damn donuts so I can get out of here. Uh. <laughs> Although last year we did... What was it, Travis who had the Pro Bowl move? Yep. Yeah. Travis ran into the food building just before it was about to close and snaked the last few uh, few bags from Tiny Tom's inside so that we didn't have to wait in the line. That yeah, that was that that was a 
that was definitely a Pro Bowl move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I even looked at what, what they got for the the food stuff this year. I think they was it the the only one I've heard of that uh, it, that is of the odd category is uh, dill pickle cotton candy. Featured food. Okay, so they've got so there's a bunch. There's actually a bunch of bunch of ones here that. Okay, there's a lot more than they actually advertised initially here. So. Yeah, so let's go. So we're gonna go through. I'm gonna go through this here because I got the website right in front of me. So this year they have a four pound taco. All right. Uh, they've got. Uh, let's see, they oh, have the some, burger. At the what? A watermelon burger. Perfect for you, considering you have rider blood in your veins. <laughs> yeah. And if the and if the riders were coming, that would have been. I would have. I would have offered any any. I if they were coming to town, and the X was on, I would have offered any rider fan I know, excluding you and your dad, <laughs> and, and Curtis, to get him a watermelon burger. <laughs> Okay, so there's that. There's uh, let's see here. Well, they got uh, mm, bacon wrapped wings. All that, right, not that, out of the ordinary, that, but but very good. Let's see, well, they got well <laughs> something that I thought they would invent in Scotland first. First, the deep fried pizza. Uh-huh. Now, not super out of the ordinary but something i can't believe i have never seen before churro s'mores yeah that yeah this you would figure that because i mean you're gonna have like the kind of cinnamony kind of churro and then you're gonna have chocolate marshmallow Possibly graham crackers somewhere in there for the s'more. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought I saw, oh yeah, oh yeah, then the, yeah. So this year is the, like the year of the pickle. That's yeah. what it is. So you got pickle, pickle cotton candy, and pickle fries. The pickle fries, I think would, I think that would be pretty good. I personally think the pickle cotton candy. Well, pickle fries, I I know are good because those exist. Yeah, the pickle cotton candy. I'm not. Uh, well, I'm not on board with cotton candy. Period. But that's my choice. Yeah, you're not on board with the cotton. You're not. Yeah, it's like cotton candy isn't really my thing either. But I love pickles, so. I mean, I grew up with them. Hello, we had jars of Ogorki all over the house. <laughs> Oh, dude, my grandma used to make her own. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Thanksgiving poutine. So I'm guessing you've got, I'm guessing you got fries, then you got, looks like, looks like you got the cranberry sauce, the turkey, possibly some sweet potato in there. You got oh. the mu- mushroom gravy, cheese curds, cranberry mayo, stuffing, um and uh obviously turkey and 
Yeah, Jesus got a whole lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Peanut butter corn dogs and peanut butter pickle dogs. That's a lot of things combined into one. Yeah. Uh, the other one I saw here, uh, if you want to, uh, not only are they going to have the regular street corn, but they're also going to have street corn ice cream and lemonade. Mm. <laughs> corn and lemon going together. I don't know. That's that to me sounds like that to me sounds like a solid. It's, if I'm looking for the solid clean out that I want, then that's where I'm going to get. All right, my arteries are hardening just reading this. <laughs> and I'm drooling. You're drooling. Quarter pound cheese stuffed Doritos. How in the world do you even pull that off? It's like because from the picture I'm looking at here, it looks like they just, it looks like that they kind of, um, it looks like a wedge-shaped, like a wedge-shaped mozzarella, mo- mozzarella stick, exactly. With the readers are on the outside. Huh. That's the crust. Yeah. That's, 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 that's exactly what I'm thinking. But a quarter pound. That's huge. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, that that's like that's gonna like. Oh, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You start with the quarter pound cheese stuffed Dorito. You think? Yeah, you start with that, and then you chug down the street corn lemonade. Your body isn't gonna know what's gonna what's is gonna know what's gonna do. It's either gonna be bunged up because of the cheese, or it's gonna release everything because of the corn. You're just going to completely confuse your you're going to completely confuse your digestive system. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, you might as well, you know, cleanse your palate with some bacon wrapped wings. That that'll that'll get it get it back set right again. Yeah, that's 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 I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Although the blueberry chicken sandwich actually looks pretty interesting. You know, I don't think that that's too far off of something that because they make blueberry barbecue sauce. Yeah. So I'm not I, like that one doesn't seem too far off of something that you would see on a regular menu. Hmm. Like if you go to a place like the works, that feels like that's something that would be on there on their menu their menu yeah possible okay the holy moly cannoli a jumbo custom made cinnamon cannoli stuffed with a slice of veal cutlet breaded and rolled with provolone cheese and topped with more provolone and pomodoro a drizzle of garlic aioli, rainbow sprinkles, and garnished with sweet and salty hickory sticks. 
Wow. Um, that remember that episode of Friends where Rachel tried to make the trifle and put ground beef in the trifle and the pages because the pages were stuck together. That's what that feels like. I think the outcome of that would be kind of like the episode of Top Gear where Richard Hammond tried to make an eat and mess crosswood trifle and ended up burning his trailer down. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like they're, the pictures that look like they top it off with some fries. Yeah, those I think are the hickory sticks. Hickory sticks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as long as they as long as that same stand that sells the holy moly cannoli still has the mega sandwich, that's all I care about because my bestie is gonna want the mega sandwich because <laughs> we've done that every single year. <laughs> and, I, and I and and not only that, it actually came up on my Facebook memories the other day where it's like this is this was the like last year's and then like I think from like several years ago as well when he when we first when he first did it and i'm yep. thinking yeah friday and he's like and he just messaged me saying yeah i gotta yeah i gotta prepare for that i'm like bro you'll be fine you don't need to prepare for nothing you're italian you're perfect you're you, you'll, <laughs> you'll be able to ha- you'll be able to hang with it trust me yeah oh and then just just for just for the fun of it you can get some uh, breakfast for dessert the Puffs Love Pebbles. 20 fresh mini pancakes loaded with condensed milk drizzle, fruity pebbles, and pineapple. Okay. Good. That actually sounds good. Hmm. That actually does sound pretty good. Hmm. Actually does well, sound pretty good. And then we got a game to play, too. Yes, Absolutely. Now before now before we before we get on with that we have to mention that for this game we have a discount code do we not Yes we do for this game and actually the uh the, the next two home games after this if you use the uh the code Argo Podcast 23 you get 25% off your tickets. Now, just for the record, I ch- I just I'm on the X website right now to get into the X this year, it's 25 bucks. So, if you want to so if you want to go to the game, get yourself a ticket for the game with our code. You're going to be getting onto the X grounds for 25% less than uh, at the minimum 25 per, like like it's 25 bucks to go to an Argo game it's also 25 bucks to get into the X normally you get into the X for free with an Argo ticket you can put the 25% off on top of that and now you're in, now you're into the X and you can wander around the grounds all the way up until game time and then come to the game afterwards after you stuffed yourself full of uh the uh, deep fried the deep fried frogs legs. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not. It's always hard to believe the the uh, the stuff that's out there is how many tickets are available, but they're opening up sections they've never opened up before. 
Yeah. The north end zone is, is opened up now. Um, and they've opened up uh, a few more, or they've released a few more blocks of tickets. This this game is moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when they when they open up sections they've never opened up before. You know, things are working. So yep. the atmosphere in there could be huge. And. I love it. <laughs> and I love that. I love the fact that we're that, that, I mean, it's, I mean, I know we ended up, we ended up taking a lot of flack from everybody else in the league saying, Oh, you can't get 20,000 to a game out of a, out of a city of 6 million people. You can't fix 30 years of neglect overnight. Nope. MLSC is actually, I mean, for all, for all its alleged faults, and there are many, they've done they've done this right. And like this game, like this game, like you said, they're opening up sections that they haven't opened up before. Sections that would normally be just well empty. It it would be that one security guard making sure nobody go, goes and sits up there. Yeah, exactly. Very lonely job that guy has. Yeah. Now the game, I'm 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 leaning this is like yes, you got your your back in the win column, but goddamn, I want revenge. Yes, I want them to like, you know, go old school Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom and reach in, rip out their heart, and watch them die while their heart's still beating in their hand. I want blood. <laughs> Too graphic? <laughs> no, because I mean, let's put it this way: we the, well, we could have gone further with the with the Temple of Doom reference and basically chuck the bo- chuck the body into a pit into a pit of liquid magma and watch the heart catch on fire. Could have said that too. Yeah. Or, you know, we, you know, going away from the Indiana Jones, because I can't remember a whole lot about that movie. Um, just take the body and just kind of just beat the hell out of it and then just leave it in the desert for the for the uh, vultures. <laughs> eh, just I'd rather just send quick six to Ajax downs to run with the with the shitty quarter horse claimers. <laughs> Because I because I because I know he's because I know Quick Six wouldn't hang it would would Quick Six couldn't hang with couldn't hang with the lowest level claimers of Fort Erie. I have a feeling that Quick Six would have trouble hanging with the the claimers at Northlands. They moved from Northlands now, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if they still did Northlands. I know they. Um, Came or what it's called, but they well they opened up uh, a track uh, in Balzac. Yeah, well there's that, and then there's also there's also another track, like right at the airport. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Century Mile over near the airport because I know. Yeah. Yeah, because I know Stampede Park doesn't run anymore. Which no. Is a sh- which is a shame, and neither does Northlands. They both moved to. Uh, 
two other tracks. Okay, I didn't know Northlands uh, left. Well, if he's not going to hit you. Horse Racing Alberta. Racetracks. Century Mile, Century Downs, Evergreen Park. Millerville, Rocky Mountain Turf Club. Jesus Christ, they got a lot of racetracks. <laughs> you'd, well, you'd figure if they're like the they're like the wild west of Canada. Yeah, but I would figure you figure horses would be like right up their alley, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Airport perimeter, Century Downs. Now oh, back to the game. This is where we need Will. He kind of for just his presence keeps us a little bit grounded from going way off. No, we didn't go off topic. We were talking about where Quick Six could hang as as a as a friggin' uh, racehorse. <laughs> yeah. Not entirely off topic. No, not entirely. I guess yeah. I you know I think there's one track that quick six may be able to hang with um and i i haven't checked on this one in years but i know they ran about two races a year and it's just outside regina and it's literally guys who you couldn't get anywhere anything anywhere i don't even remember what it's called just outside regina you're saying yeah yeah, it used to be it, it used to be a private farm. It, it was it's it absolutely tiny. So I know because I know there was Marcus Downs at one point. Yeah, well that's um, that was up in Saskatoon. Yeah, which is now getting which is now getting torn down and renovated for, to be to host uh, uh, to host a potential. Uh, Canadian Premier League club. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. West Meadows Raceway. West Meadows Raceway. There's a. I feel like that's undergone a name change, but uh, and their their harness. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, permanently closed. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, see, yeah, it looks like they, they've been gone. They, I think they've been gone a little while. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, I haven't been in the horse racing game in, in about seven years now. So, yeah. So it's been a while for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think we need to do in this this game on Friday? Revenge is revenge uh, as cons as is or as the old Klingon proverb says, revenge is a dish that is best served cold. Yes. So I think putting the offense on ice early, having our defense come out there and dominate. 
like they like we know they can do. And hopefully this time, no sort of no sort of leg tweak for Chad. But I mean, he's coming back to the hybrid turf of BMO Field, so I don't see that being a problem. No. No. And the other big news that happened this uh, in the bye week for the Argos, AJ Willette made your t shirt a real thing. That he did. <laughs> that he did. AJ Willette made his professional wrestling debut with Greek Town Wrestling in a uh, six-man tag match. It was that actually it was originally billed as a as a tag team match that became yeah. a six-man tag. Yeah, against uh, the League and Sunny Kiss, I believe. Yeah. And you were there. I was. So was Will. So, so it was well, even though we didn't really look all that interested, because, I mean, it's not 1987. <laughs> but, I mean, I was there. I know a bun- bunch of a bunch of mem- bunch couple members on the DBO were there. And uh, we were all and we were all in and watching this match. And he actually did a really good job. He actually did a really good job in the main event. Good. <laughs> and I mean. I don't know, and and it's like, I was like, we knew he wasn't gonna do any flying stuff, obviously. So they pretty much kept him on the ground the whole time. But the end of the end of the match got us going really good. Where he speared somebody through a table. Yep, the guy who he speared the guy who was talking shit about him all, like the whole time through a table. <laughs> And the best part about that match is that he didn't come alone either. No, that's what I was about to get to that. Cause I saw that. I'm like, he brought backup. A lot of backup. <laughs> Dylan Giffen. Uh, Dan added a boy. Eh? Mm-hmm. And, I, and uh, um, I think Braden Knoll. I think it was Braden Knoll. Braden Knoll. Yeah. And Dylan Giffen got in on the act. Yep, he he pulled. He, it's like it's it's actually funny because I was actually thinking like I thought it was going to be Sean Oakman coming out as a surprise to to choke slam the guy, but Dylan Giffen he's just as tall. <laughs> yeah, and he did, and he choke slammed the guy, and he choke slammed the guy. Yep. After the match, and I'm like, sometimes some. I mean, can I can I book a wrestling show or can I book a wrestling show? <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. That, honestly, when when it's I'm like that's that that kind of event would have been ta- it's tailor made for our show. Tailor made. Mm-hmm. I the the about the only and. There are problem. There are just as big wrestling fans in the in CFL podcast world. Uh, Travis Curra, um, but I'm not sure his co-host is as big a wrestling fan as you know the three of us. 
Yeah. Will likes his old school wrestling. Just like he likes his old school everything. Yeah. And I've been I've been following wrestling since I was three. Likewise. So you couldn't have had a more tailor-made event for the the Argos fan cast. Yeah. So so yeah so also big shout out to Greek Town Wrestling because it wasn't just that match the entire card was excellent. I mean we were I mean the venue was rocking all night long. I mean the atmosphere was amazing. And like I said like there was like a there was like a, maybe 100 maybe 100 150 it was like it was very it was a very intimate space. And it was and like I said they like it was like it was like very it was very full it was full of energy. Oh yeah, it, it it from from the uh the videos I wasn't able to watch to watch it on uh, Fight TV, but yeah, from the the Instagram videos and stories, it it looked like it was rocking. Yeah, it it very much it very much was, and I mean like it's it's also it's also like for independent wrestling, it's actually a very affordable night out because like the six like the six of us we got like one of the VIP tables. So we, so you get that, so you get like a table for six, you get a beer, you get a beer, six beers and a few hot dogs for like, and it was like, just, it was like 350 bucks or something like that. Yeah. So just under 60 bucks each. Yeah. So admission, beer and hot dog. That's, that's a darn good deal. Yeah. And I mean, I would, and let's put it this way. Even if AJ wasn't there, I would definitely go back. Mm. Also, shout out to uh, to uh, AJ's tag partners, Jock Sampson and Channing Decker. You guys are fucking awesome. So for protecting our boy. <laughs> so. Oh, well, we should probably get to. Uh, our fantasy and picks here, I honestly are. Our fantasy just gone right downhill. Um, we, we had we, to start, get, we started strong and now we're shit. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. You know what? I think we're, I'm just since the Argos don't have another bye week, we're just going back to Chad Kelly, AJ Willett, um, an Argos receiver, and an Argos defense. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And and hope and hopefully and hopefully we don't blow our blow our budget on just that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, ex- for, ex- for, yeah. For the rest of the year, that's your fan. That's your fantasy picks. Yeah. Throw them all in. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Like that's 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 our fantasy. Like. All right. Well, um, let's go down to picks. Uh, we start off in Winnipeg, Montreal, on a four-game win streak, is going in to face the the Blue Bombers, who are starting to get it back together again. But damn, Montreal's on a four-game winning streak. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, and that concerns me a little bit, considering that they're only two points the two points behind the Argos right now. But we've got. 
but we've got what two game like a game or two in hand a game in hand yep yeah um i'm going winnipeg only because i need that breathing room likewise yeah all right and uh will the co- uh, so what was what so what what do we call this the nickel of fate the or the nickel, nickel of destiny? destiny the nickel of destiny okay nickel of destiny well i fucking lost that nickel <laughs> <laughs> it fell behind the uh, behind a uh, a cabinet <laughs> well, I've, well i've got the well, i've got a, i've got the dice of doom in front of me too all right let's do dice of doom Okay, so one, two, three, we go the away team. Four, five, six, the home team. Yeah, I'm just making so who is the away team this week? Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg's away? Okay, good. Yeah, First, they, you know, Montreal's away. Yeah, okay, so Montreal's. So one, two, three, Montreal, four, five, six, Winnipeg. Yep, there goes that die. Good thing I have another one. <laughs> Damn, we're batting a thousand here. Okay, here we go. There it is. And I rolled a four. So, Winnipeg. All right. Uh, Friday night, we've got uh, Calgary coming to town. Toronto by 17. Conservative mm-hmm. estimate. So, hang on. So, what's, how did we, how much did we lose by Calgary last time? Like 14 or 13? 13. Yeah. So, 21. Toronto by 21. All right. And Will is taking Toronto. Of course. Uh, and uh, we will not give him the, the dice of doom for uh, Saturday's game. Hamilton, NBC. Um, I, hang on. Is this, the, is this the second cat fight or the first cat fight of the year? I think it's... I don't know. I think... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is this... Yeah, hang on. Let me, just, let me just go through here. Just gonna go through here real quick. But BC line schedule here. Yeah, I think this is the first cat fight of the year. It is. Hmm. So to quote, so to quote my boy Joey Styles, cat fight. So I th- I think it's going to be unanimous. It's all BC. Yeah. Yeah. BC by a thousand. And <laughs> yeah, and B and BC just got beat by Saskatchewan. They're going to be pissed. Hamilton just lost to Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton just keeps getting worse. <laughs> you you don't understand. I laughed for a solid fifteen minutes when I saw the final score. <laughs> Of that game. Because I'm like, this is like 2003, but the roles are reversed. <laughs> but the, di- yeah. but the diff, but the difference was Hamilton wasn't, tr- wasn't trying to lose. And Saskatchewan gave it to them. No, Hamilton just straight lost. They yeah. lost by two scores. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pants right now. They're awful. Yeah. They're- yeah. They're the crusty little turd in the litter box. Honestly. And then Sunday night, you've got uh, Ottawa in Edmonton. Okay. So before we continue, 
Will's taking Edmonton because I know he won't he won't take Ottawa consciously. Yeah. And he wants Edmonton to win their home game. Yeah. Now, does the one win now come into play whether you want Edmonton to win the home game? I know for some people it doesn't. I'm honestly, I'm going to say Edmonton looks like a different team with, uh, with Trey Ford there, even though they almost gave it up to Hamilton. I am going to say Edmonton finds a way to eke out a last minute victory against Ottawa. They give me no. See, this is the tough one. I, I honestly think this is like with Trey Ford now under center. And Ottawa's struggling. This might be the best thing. This might be the best thing going for Edmonton right now. Mm-hmm. I honestly think, considering I was right about them beating Hamilton in Hamilton, I ha- honestly have a feeling this is going to be Edmonton's. This is this is the one that's going to break the streak. This is this is going to be the streak breaker game right here. Shout out to Turf District. I'm telling you right now, Edmonton Edmonton is going to win this one. And uh, Will's rule on the dice of destiny. Like I said, I don't th- I don't think he's consciously taking Ottawa. Yeah, because he because he hates Ottawa. Yeah. So okay. We don't, I mean, we don't we don't need to do dice of destiny with him. Yeah. All right. So that does it. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? I think we'll do a little adve- we'll do a little adventure in Reddit first, because I put because I posted the posted our view of the of the finish uh from Saturday night's card and an Elks fan said said basically here was the here was the conversation so the Argo said okay AJ we've cleared you for this wrestling thing but no risky stuff and AJ said no problem guys May, I'll maybe do some Greco-Roman knuckle locks some hammer locks no biggie and then he proceeds to spear a guy through a table I don't know. I thought that funny. Yeah. I thought that hilarious. Uh, <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, I'm still laughing about Edmonton beating Hamilton. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that. A buddy, of mine at, a buddy of mine at work asked me, hey, how did Hamilton do this week? And I just smiled and laughed. And he's like, oh, God, what happened? And then I told him, and he's like, oh, God, we're shit this year. I go, yep, you're shit this year. <laughs> so, that, so yeah, I'm still laughing about that. But, here, but, but here's a little feel-good story that was, just, that was just brought up today. So for their August 20th, so, so for the game against Ottawa, we all know that well, right now, like, pretty much – Almost the entire western side of the country is on fire, and um, 
and, and fire is getting pr- awfully close to the city of Yellowknife. So want to make sure they're all want to make sure give our support, and make sure they're all safe. But uh, the Edmonton Elks are actually going above. We're going to be going. Uh, they're going to be doing some stuff here where they're offering wildfire evacuees from the territories. Uh, complimentary tickets to the game on Sunday. Nice. So apparently, so apparently there's like, they've got like more than 3000 people that have come from, come from Yellowknife or come from the territory. So in particular, I think it's Yellowknife. Yep. And that's as of, uh, as of noon Sunday. Right. But, uh, basically it's like, yeah, so they're going to be giving out free tickets to, to the, to those people game time is going to be five local 7 p.m in our 7 p.m in our neck of the woods uh so i thought that was i thought that was actually a really nice move for them to do yeah i mean i understand it's a very difficult time but i mean you can i mean even if you could take like a couple hours off and you know just go to a game you know what i mean yeah so, yeah, that's that, that's a couple hours you you don't necessarily have to think about uh, what's going on at home. Exactly. You know? Shut it off. Enjoy the game. Cheer on an Elks win. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> at least cross our fingers for that. Now, another thing I have to mention, Nathan Rourke. Remember him? Yeah. He's not coming back. No, he ain't coming back. Mainly because mainly because of the fact that he is that he almost single handedly in a preseason game schooled the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, America's I, America's team got their asses kicked by a Canadian. Oh, I I watched that that highlight probably about. 16 or 17 times. <laughs> and the, the, the reaction of the Dallas defenders, how? And then Dak Prescott just did, it just, you could see like, it just did not compute. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, huh? It's it's one of those things like wow, but it's like but yeah, it's amazing. It was amazing like that. I and and the real and I hate to say it again. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he do it again? Yeah. In the last game, how they are not considering him as the number two, I don't know, but. Yeah, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, that's, I think that's ended. That's old boys club NFL kind of for you. Yeah, friggin' politics. Yeah, I mean, I understand Trevor Lawrence on one on one hand. He's gonna be he's gonna be your he's gonna he's, be your boy. He's your starter, right? But I'm sorry, but based on that performance, it has. How does Rourke not get the number two job? Honestly, I don't know. I nope. just don't, I don't get it. 
And I get, and I guess that's the reason why I'm like, I'm, I guess that's one reason why I'm not an NFL fan, <laughs> because I just don't get like, you see performances like that, and you, and they're like, nah, he's not gonna make the team, and you're like, what? How can you say that? Like, huh? Oh uh, well, you know, if if for some unknown reason. Jacksonville decides to not keep Rourke. There's probably at least a dozen other teams down there that are going to sign him in a second. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can, yeah, I can honestly, I can honestly see that. Yeah. Cause like, cause, because there is like a dozen teams that, Kind of need a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Or need an upgrade. Or, yeah. All right. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. No, and Anton's been a little bit quiet in Kazakhstan. Yeah, he's probably, probably running. If he's, if he's like me, he's running overtime shifts in the potash mine. Yep. Um, well, I guess that does it for this week on the FanCast. Doug, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter X or X Twitter, whatever the hell, whatever the hell that douchebag Elon wants to call it now at DougB519. Same thing, same, same, uh, same username on threads. You can find the Double Blue Order on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We also have a mer- we also have a merchandise store that we got a- where we you can get DBO we can get a DBO T-shirt or you can get or you can get uh, our our new special one for AJ the OLED thirty four sixteen T-shirt get that at doubleblueorder.ca and Will who is on the one game injured list this week you can find him at Argo Fans on the uh, Twitter X machine and uh, go to argofan.com argofans.com and uh, yeah, let's join up, speak with some like-minded double blue people. I'm Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of Clay on the various social media machines. And uh, before we do the final sign-off, I want to remind you, we've got a discount code. Go to our go to our social medias, click on the link, or buy your tickets for the CNE game this Friday, August 25th, and use. Promo code Argo Podcast 23 and get 25% off your tickets for this game and the next two two games back to school games. That's promo code Argo Podcast 23. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. That does it. For this edition of the Argos Fancast, it's a glad to be back, and we'll talk to you next time when we're figuring out what it is we ate at the CNE. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>